The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. All right. On Sunday, we started something. I want you to look at the book of Matthew again, chapter 28. Matthew 28. If I get a little squeaky, just uh, put your fingers in your ears for a second. Matthew 28. And I, I, I just got really read an introductory verse on Sunday in verse 17, but where I really wanted to talk about was in verse 18. I want to, I'll tell you how this, I don't know how much I said Sunday, this is a repeat, forgive me, but for those that may not have been here. When I, I woke up in the middle of the night, Saturday night, with God as my witness, as soon as I was awakened, I heard this thunderous, the voice of God in my spirit. I knew it wasn't in my mind because I'd been sound asleep. It wasn't in my brain. I wasn't thinking about authority before I went to bed. I wasn't trying to get Sarah back in line and using my authority as a man over her. I, but, but when I woke up, I boldly and loudly heard. You know, you have spiritual ears in your, in your spiritual man. Jesus said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. But he wasn't talking about everybody that has ears on the side of their head. He's talking about he that, you know, because if all you do is hear what we say, hear even Jesus, if you just heard what he said with your ears, the outward ears, it's not going to change your life. But if you hear something he says it, with a spiritual ear, it'll change your life. He, he, and he said a lot of stuff like that, didn't he? And the word said, incline your ear to me. In other words, you know, lean in and listen to what I'm saying. But in the middle of the night, Saturday night, I didn't have to do that because as soon as I woke up, I heard the words. And I heard God just speak the word to me, authority. And I... I instantly, that's what happened Sunday, I instantly began to, my mind went, then my mind kicked in, and I started, and I instantly, I went to Kenneth Hagin. And uh, that's all those little booklets that we shared on Sunday, man. Uh, and, but I, but I started thinking about, the reason I was thinking about Kenneth Hagin is because I learned more about the authority of the believer from Kenneth Hagin than I ever learned from any other human being on this planet. Because Kenneth Hagin had a revelation of the authority of the church and of the believer. And uh, so I, that's, what, that's what I started on Sunday. I just made up my mind. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to dig into that a little bit. I'm just going to start down this path and see where we go. And so we're going to continue that tonight. And we're going to talk about authority from two ways. Number one, we're going to talk to you about where, where our, the church's authority comes from. You need to know who gave you the authority and what the one that gave you the authority said. And then secondly, you need to know if you have any authority. Right? And so let's see what the Word says here. Matthew chapter 28. And let's 
read verse 18 tonight. And Jesus came and spoke to them, and he said this. This is a pretty powerful verse right here. He said, all power. Now, in the Greek, sometimes the words power and authority are used interchangeably. And, in, in, and the, the word power there really means authority. All authority. How much? All authority. See, every time you pray, you need to understand that you're praying to the one that has all authority and that, 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 that has all this power. Look what he said. All power. If there is power and if there is authority, he's got, he's got it all. Is given unto me, that's him, in heaven... I want you to know when you get to heaven, you will not be in charge up there. Contrary to some folks' arrogant popular belief. But I want you to know that all power is given unto Jesus in heaven. He is the, he is the authority that's in heaven. Whatever he says goes. All power is given unto me in heaven. But watch this now. That's a good thing. But... He's also given me all power in the earth. All power is given to Jesus both in heaven and in earth. Now I want you to realize this, that when you approach your life, you need to know that He's got all power. So when you connect with that power source, that you are talking from the, the, the source of all authority and all power, that, that there is nobody else that's, that can override what he says. Nobody else can supersede what he says. There's not a circumstance that can come into your life to override what he said. Because tonight I want to tell you that he has all authority tonight. Amen? The scripture teaches us things, New Testament, things about Jesus. You know, Jesus taught with authority. Not with, not like the scribes and the Pharisees. They just read the stuff. But he was the authority figure of it. And when he taught, he taught with authority. Amen? And so, I want to thank God tonight. That the throne of God is established tonight. And that the rulership and the lordship of Christ is firmly established tonight. And, and before we get to your authority, we need to understand and make sure we know that He has all authority. All power is given unto me, Jesus said. See, you need to tell the devil that. You need to look at the devil and tell him when he's messing with people that you love. You need to say that, that we are serving the one that's got all power. We're reading verses out of a book that the one with all the power gave us. He gave us, he, he's got all power and he's got all dominion and he's got all authority for the glory of God. Let's look at the book of uh, uh, Ephesians and let's look at uh, these great verses here. <clears throat> There's so many great things to say about Jesus, isn't there? He's powerful, man. 
let's look at the, uh, the book of Ephesians. And let's see, I've got two or three places we could go here. But let's look at, uh, let's look at verse uh, 4. Sorry, <laughs> chapter 2, sorry. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Now listen. And hath raised us up. I, I, don't, I don't know why, but we, we used to talk a lot more about these verses right here. That we are raised up. When I got born again, I got raised up. I got a, I got a serious promotion by the one that's got all power hath raised me up. And I am, look what it says, hath raised us up together, in other words, together with him, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Look at that. So he that's got all authority hath made us alive and raised us up and I don't know if you know where you're sitting tonight, but your, your, your natural rear end might be sitting in one of these black chairs here in Westchester, but the real you has been raised up together with Christ, and you, the moment you got born again, amen, you were made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's your... I want to tell you tonight, that's why we can talk boldly and, and speak with authority ourselves. Because, praise God, because our address is at the right hand of the Father tonight. He made us sit down together next to Him and with Him. And we know that He's got the seat of authority. The, the seat of authority that remained empty until the time that he died for the sins of mankind and then conquered death and hell in the grave and when the time when he raised up together and then he sat down on the right hand of God. And now we find a verse that said the one that's got all authority has raised us up together tonight. Hallelujah. And made us sit together in heavenly places. You need to remind your brain that this, this, this man right here, this girl right here, this is a born-again girl. This is a, this is a man that's got that, 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 that is seated together with Christ in the heavenlies. Which means that really, and the only, you know, we know the only way we got there is because we believed on Him. I didn't do anything to earn getting there. I still look at him every once in a while and say, are you sure I can sit here with you? Huh? I wouldn't let me sit here, but he wants to let me sit there. And it says he made me to sit together with him in the heavenly places for the glory of God. Let's raise our hands toward heaven tonight and just tell him out loud, thank God I'm raised up by the one that's got all authority tonight. Mm. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 here real quick. 
these, this great prayer that the Apostle Paul wrote and prayed. Verse uh, 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that every day over this church. God, give us. We need wisdom to face what we're facing in life. We need wisdom to know what to do and how to deal with stuff. I pray, he pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. In other words, that you wouldn't be spiritually blind. That spiritually you, you'd, see, you'd have light. And that you'd know how to walk spiritually. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. And that, so that you may know what is the hope of His calling. I don't, I don't, I don't know very many that's figured that out yet. But He said, I'm praying for you that you know what is the hope of your calling. Your calling's got great hope. Your calling, my calling, amen, it, it's got great hope. In other words, there's great hope that my calling has a purpose. And that my calling is able to break the bands of wickedness and to destroy the works of darkness for the glory of God. Amen? What a great verse. That you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of the inheritance is in the saints. Well, we're still working on that too. People begging God to give them stuff and, and, and asking, you know, a lot of things that He already told us was His will. And then we're, we, we pray things... Uh, that when we already know what His will is, because His will is what He wrote in this. This is the last will and testament of Jesus Christ. And yet, uh, you know, and, and yet, sometimes we act like we're poor beggars down here. I want to thank God that we aren't poor beggars. We are not barely getting along. Amen. We, we have authority. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ. Huh? The one that has all power has given us that, that seat next to him of authority. Hallelujah. And we have, and, and this is what he prayed. He prayed that we would understand the riches of his inheritance. I want you to know that you're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus tonight. And one of the things we've inherited from him is authority. Hallelujah the glory of the inheritance in the saints, and he's still praying for the Ephesian church, and he's praying for you tonight. Verse 19, that we down here in Westchester at Imago Day would know, verse 19, that we would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Not just that he's got the power, but look at this. The exceeding greatness of his power to usward, usward. That's a weird way to say that, isn't it? To usward, 
who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Now I want you to know tonight that we, he, he wants us to understand the exceeding greatness of his power toward you and toward me. I want to tell you tonight, this will make you square your shoulders back. This will make you walk taller. This will make you this will make you the head and, and, and cause you to quit being the tail when you realize this, man. That we have a, we, we have a great inheritance and, and he, he wants us to understand the glory of, the, of His excellent power toward us. It's all, that's what I love about this verse right here. It's all toward me. It's not just that, so He won the battle but then he takes that power that he got from conquering and then he, he directs it back toward me. There is a, I don't care what you need tonight. He has given us the power to get it. He wants us to know the exceeding greatness of his power. To usward who believe. Now, there's the key right there. Isn't it? You got to believe it. Shout out loud, I believe this. I believe it. Because if you don't believe it, then this verse is not for you. Because this is only for the believers. According to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. In other words, the resurrection of Christ is a, is a manifestation of the exceeding greatness of His power. And he raised Christ from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now look at this now. I love this next verse. Kenneth Hagin used to preach this so, so good, man. Far, shout far. 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 He, look at this now. He's, Christ is set at the right hand of God in heavenly places. That's where you're, you and I are seated. We read that. But here's what I want you to know tonight. When our place in Christ and he, where He is, because we are where He is, look at this. It's far. It's far. Now, there's things that are just not far. If I was trying to tell you how to get to McDonald's and get some health food, well, I'd have to pick another restaurant. If I, if I was telling you where to get a hamburger, I'd tell you, well, it's just right up here. It's, it's real close. It's, it's not very far. But if I, was, if I was trying to explain how to get to Tokyo, that's far, man. Far, this is where Christ is. You, you got to know this because this is going to, come into play when his authority and ours mix together. He is far above all principality. In other words, the, the, the princes of the air that are in the earth, the dark spirits that are in the earth, the devil himself. Jesus is far above all principalities. He's not just like to McDonald's, uh, ahead of the devil. I'm telling you, it's far above. 
way out there, long way. It's not even in the ballpark. He is far above all principality. How much? All principalities and powers. And powers and might and dominion and every name that is named. His name is far way up higher than, better than, more superior than all principalities, powers, might, dominion, and above every name that is named. You name a name, he's far above that name. You name a powerful entity, he's far above that entity. You, you, you name, I, I don't care who, what you're naming. You name it, he's far above it. Yes, he is. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. In other words, He's going to continue to be far above. He's not just going to be above when He's, when, you know, when we're down here, He's going to be far above all the time, now and in the future. Look at this verse now, verse 22. And God hath put all things. This will make a spirit-filled person out of, out of you if you're not. This, this, this is, hath put all things, all things, everything, where is it? Under His feet. Under His feet. I, I haven't done it in a long time. We used to have devil stomping sessions. Every once in a while, I'd just tell everybody, let's just jump up. And, we, and I'd read a verse like this here in the book of Ephesians. That everything's under your feet. And let's just stomp around for, for a minute. Like, that's what I would say. Be, because, we're, because everything, if it's, and anything that happened to him, I'm telling you, happened to us. We're raised up together with Him. We're seated right there with Him. So we are far above all principality and power. Hath put everything under His feet. Now what is it? What do you mean everything? Well, let's just name some things. All right? How about, how about debt, lack, poverty? Where is that? That's under His feet. If it's under His feet, whose feet is it? It's under our feet. In other words, when, when that means you tower over it. You're not subject to it. Huh? Hath put all things under his feet. How about sickness and disease? How about cancer? Huh? He, I want to tell you tonight, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what the doctors say. I get it. I'm glad the doctors say stuff. I, I understand it. And we're glad they do their research and study and help us and at times give us medicine, but I want you to know, I'm telling you, man, that no matter what disease we have, it's under our feet. And it's under the feet of Jesus, man. Jesus can do anything. Huh? Hath put all things, sickness, poverty, death, confusion. Huh? Fear is under His feet. And it's under our feet tonight. Huh? And gave him, I'm talking about authority here, 
And this is God the Father did this for him. He gave him, huh, to be the head over all things to the church. In other words, he's the, he's the head of heads. He gave him to be head over everything, certainly including the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Let's read one more verse about him in the book of Philippians. You know this, these verses here, chapter 2. In Philippians uh, chapter 2. Verse 9, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. I'm trying to help your prayer life tonight. I'm, I'm trying to help you when you pray. You don't back in and pray some weak prayer. I'm trying to get you to go in frontwards and say, Lord, it's me again. And I'm here in the authority of the name of the head of the church. And I'm here, Lord, to speak your word and to pray your word. Huh? Yeah. God hath highly exalted him. How high is it? Well, it's higher than every principality, power, might, dominion, things present, things to come, things now, things later. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name, a name. In other words, a, 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 when you, you have a name, if I say your name, then that then instantly that somebody else could, will, will get a picture of you. Wherefore God hath given him a name. And his name, look at what he says, is above, 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 in other words, it's got authority. If it's above, it's got authority over it. Above every name, every name, everything. Now, you know, Brother Hagen used to teach us stuff like, you know, something like cancer is, is a, that's a name of a disease. But thank God that he, his name, He's been given a name that is above every name. When you pray in the name of Jesus, that's not just some Christian ease that we're praying. We're invoking the, the, the authority that Christ won when he conquered death and hell and the grave and that God gave him when he raised from the dead and put him at his right hand. Not only did that happen, his, now the father looked at him and said, now from now on, now that you've done this, your name's going to be more powerful than every name. Right here in this little girl's belly. Amen. The name of Jesus was stronger than barrenness. The name of Jesus is, is stronger than your failure. The name of Jesus is stronger and more powerful than anything that's named. I don't care. The name has got a lot of power. Look at this now. 
He's, he's, he's really waxing eloquent here and explaining that. Verse 10. So that at the name of Jesus, just at his name, his name represents all that he is. His name represents where he is. His name represents the seat he's in. His name represents everything that God has ever given him. That at the name of Jesus, so when, when, when we say Jesus, I'm trying to get the church to, to, to think right about who we're talking about here. When we say Jesus, we're talking about the all-powerful one. We're talking about the one that can take you from the miry clay. We're talking about the one that can take Israel from being in bondage in captivity in Egypt for over 400 years and overnight, one night, without swinging one sword, the Egyptians were begging them to leave and they took all the gold and they took all the stuff and they got out and they got to the water but thank God they had the power of the name of the Lord. And because the power of the name was stronger than that water was in that sea, the sea stood back and said somebody that Moses, Moses the man of God, had the rod of authority when he stuck his, when he put his rod out over the water, the Bible says the waters parted. That's what I'm talking about. You need to take your rod of authority and you need to put it out over every situation that you're in. You need to take the rod of authority, amen, and put it out over your failure, over your weakness, what you can't do, what you haven't done, what you don't have. I'm taking the rod of God's authority, amen, He's got, the first verse we read tonight is all power has been given unto me. So when you speak in His name, you're speaking in the name that's got all authority. Every knee bows and every tongue starts confessing that at the name of Jesus, Every knee should bow. You know how many things have had the, you know, part of, I think, understanding authority is why you've got it. We, you can't live life without, without this kind of authority. You can't just live the Christian life because we sing a few sweet songs. Man, I'll tell you on Monday morning, you got to get up, you got to face all kind of, I don't know if you do, maybe they just come to my house and start messing with me. I got to face demons, lion spirits, principalities, circumstances, situations. You got to go through your life, like I said Sunday, you got to make up your mind. You got to make up your mind that you're going to be, you, you're going to do what God told you to do. With a made up mind, I'm going to go where God told me to go. I'm going to build what God told me to build. I'm going to get what God told me to get. I'm going to do what God told me to do. Amen? That's, that's what I mean, man. At the name of Jesus, every knee bows. 
So everything in your life that is contrary to what the Word says about you, that's why you need to read your Bible, man. It's not just so, I mean, it's so that, so that you can know how to pray and you can know how to approach God. I'm telling you, this is very scriptural. This, this, I'm on sound footing here tonight, man. This isn't just some hyped up motivational class. It is motivated and it is hyped up. But man, it's way more than just that, man. It's the truth. And everything good I've ever gotten in my life, I got when I ha- and I had to push back against another authority that tried to stop me from becoming what God told me to do. And I said, no, 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 no. I read my Bible. I read my Bible that I'll lend to many and not borrow. I read my Bible that I'm the head, not the tail. That I'm above and not beneath. I read that. I pulled out not long ago I, stuff. I, when Sarah and I were at Ramah, and I just sit down on the floor early in the morning. I just start writing out prayers. I've got some of them still written on old yellow legal notepads, you know. And I'd write down my prayers. I'd write down what we were believing God for and why we were believing God, why we had a right to believe God for it. Because I'd put the name of Jesus over, over all of it. And say that Jesus is in charge of Jim Crabb's life. And so, Jim Crabb is doing what Jesus told him to do. I'm using my authority. Somebody say amen. Amen. Look at this now. Praise his holy name. Let's read verse 11 again. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, you know, that, that's not just talking about every, all the believers are going to say this. It's because, no, he's got more authority than that. He's got, listen, every tongue, every tongue, even those that are on their way to a devil's hell for eternity, they're going to have to admit something one day. And they're going to have to admit And if they're going to admit it, bless God, before they admit it, I'm going to confess it and I'm going to finally realize it and wake up. I'll tell you, since the other night, on Saturday night, there's been an awakening on the inside of me, man. Woo! I just thought, man, the devil should have made me stay asleep. But thank God I heard the voice of the Word of the Lord shout authority to me. And it's not just to preach it. It's because He wants me to start living it more than I have. You gotta live like you got authority. You gotta, you gotta treat life like you got authority. Like you're in charge. Now you can still do all this with humility, by the way. And honor. And honoring one another. This doesn't mean all of a sudden don't be everybody coming in here and start being arrogant on me. Huh? You can't do that now. Now, let's look at the book of Genesis, chapter 1. We'll close with this verse here. Genesis, chapter 1. I love these verses. You need to know these verses for sure. 
We should have charged more to get in here tonight, as good as this is for we <laughs> Verse 26. And God said, who said it? Tell me one more time. Who said that? God said. God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. In other words, make man like us. Not not make man exactly us, but like us. So man was, was made in the image and the likeness of God. And let them, in other words, let. If I let you do something, what do I do? I allow you. I give you, I, I, in other words, I'm giving you permission. Yeah. Woo! Man, I got permission for this. Huh? And let them have dominion, authority. Be in control. He's he's just made him, but he's already telling him how he wants him to be. I'm telling you, he remade us. He, He gave us a new heart, remade our life. And I'm telling you how he wants you to be. Huh? He said, let them have dominion. In other words, be in charge of. Huh? Over the fish of the sea. All the fish of the sea. Don't feel sorry for people going out and fishing. They're just taking dominion over those fish. Huh? Have dominion over the fish of the sea. Over the fowl of the air. Over the cattle. And over... Wait wait a minute now. This is talking to you. This is, how, this is what he wants you to do. Look at this, man. And over all the earth. I want man to have dominion in every corner of every, every nation, in every tribe, in every tongue. If there's a man there, he's created in the image and the likeness of God. I want them to have dominion over all the earth. So I don't care what all's in the earth. Well, I, you know, right now we got a house payment. And that's in the earth. I, I'm not going to have one when I get on the other side. But right now I got one. But house payment, my, the, the house payment is part of so, it's something in the earth. And I'm telling you, I'm taking dominion over, over my finances more than I ever have in my life. I am some kind of stirred up about the blessing of God. He, I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, I believe in one night, just like He got Israel, all of Israel out of Egypt, He could pay everybody's house off in this building. And I believe in the last days, more of that stuff's going to start to happen as the darkness gets darker. I'm telling you, the miracles are going to start getting bigger because on, you know, all these things that were in the earth for Israel to keep them in, 
There was way more reasons in the natural that Israel should stay slaves than there was. But one night, think about it. See, this is the kind of stuff we got to believe. Overnight, this could be your night. This could be the last night you're going to be in this shape. This could be the last night you're going to be where you are financially. Things are things are going to... You think that, that that morning when the Israelites got up that they could imagine that, well, today, guess what's going to happen today? The Egyptians are going to start stripping off all their jewelry and begging us to leave. That's what they, they wanted out of there for 430 years and couldn't get out. But overnight, 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 and the Bible says they all went out. They all went out. The elderly, they walked out. And there was not, whew, there was not one feeble person among them. We're going out. Pack up, Grandma, because we're leaving tonight. There's not one feeble among us. And overnight, the entire nation of Israel was being begged by the Egyptians because God started putting the pressure on Pharaoh and upon the Egyptians. I want you to know that the devil better have his best days right now because God's getting ready to put some pressure on him. Huh? I want to tell you right now, God's getting ready to put, you know when God wants to put pressure on you, he knows how to put it on you. Moses kept going in saying, man, God told me to tell you, brother, to let him go. Pharaoh said, I'm not letting him go. God called for frogs. Went back in, amen. You ready yet? No. Went through, and all of those plagues, frogs, flies, lice, the water, all turned into blood. The Bible says there were so many frogs when the Egyptians opened their ovens. There's frogs jumped. I mean, they were everywhere. Darkness. The, the, the sun went out. It was dark. And it was God putting pressure on Pharaoh and on the world. And then, yet there's a group of people down there that are, that are together and, and saying, every house take a lamb. And take the lamb and kill that lamb. And take the blood of that lamb. <laughs> take the blood of that lamb and put it over the door of your house. And eat that lamb. And when you eat that lamb, the Bible says that God spoke to him and said, I want you to eat all of that lamb. Don't you leave anything. That's, this, is, this is part of the lamb we haven't eaten enough of. I want you to eat that lamb. Take the blood and put it over the door. And the, when, the, when the angel comes, right, sent from God, he'll be looking for houses with the blood on it. If he doesn't find blood over the house, there'll be severe consequences and the firstborn in that house is going to die. But if he sees the blood, if he sees the blood, I said if he sees the blood. Huh? This is enough to make you tell me as the pastor, preach on the blood every week. 
Because when the angel sees the blood, the Bible says that that angel that would bring death to the firstborn where there was no blood, that's what's going to happen to this whole world. They don't have, they, you either get the blood or you don't get the blood. If you don't want the blood, they can, they can stand up and confess, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't like Jesus. I don't believe there is a God. But I want you to know that that God is getting ready to send an angel to this whole world. And that world, that angel's going to come. And when he comes to your life, in your house, in my life, in my house, I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to say, I'm just going to pass over this right here. And I'm going to go on. Then after they eat the lamb, put the blood over the door. The angel comes. There's, there, listen to me. This whole world, don't you believe that the devil's going to have his way in the last days? He's not. Because Jesus, the one that's got all authority, is gonna, he's going to be in charge of this whole world. And he's getting ready to come back and take charge. Amen. And until he gets here, I'll tell you what, he's looking for his family to rise up and take charge at least of what they've got dominion over, their own life. Now, I don't have dominion over your life. You don't have dominion over me. If I want to fail, then I'm just going to go on and fail. I don't have to listen to you. I've only got dominion over myself. But thank God, I'm telling you that God the Father, the one that's in charge, See, if you don't think right, man, according to the Word, you're going to get all twisted up. You'll think the devil's having a heyday and, and there's a great apostasy and that's all there is and nobody cares. Listen, man, God knows where the blood is. And when all hell's breaking loose out there, I'm so thankful when we'll be sitting in my house eating more of the lamb studying more of my Bible about what Christ did, talking about the authority that Jesus gave me, the conquering power, the everlasting power. I'm going to be sitting in my house. We're going to be praying, playing some praise songs. We're going to be singing on the inside. Our babies are going to be in there with us. They're going to be singing and dancing. The world and Egypt out here is going to be crying and screaming Help us. Death has come to our house. And we're going to praise Him all the more. And then the Egyptians start banging on the doors saying, we've got a reason to believe that you guys are the cause of this. No, it's not us guys that are really the cause of it. It's your stupid fat head for trying to make a child of God a slave when he's the authority in the earth and he's serving the one that's got all authority. Huh? We are the children of God. And they start banging on our doors saying, Here, here's all these, this jewelry and all these, this gold and all this stuff. We want you to take it and get out. Think about that. Overnight. Overnight. Because God's in charge. Overnight. 
overnight. They were slaves. What has happened for 430 years ends tonight. I want to tell you tonight, when I was reading this today, something got down in my spirit and I said, there's stuff that's going to end in my life tonight. Tonight. There's stuff that's ending in this church tonight. Tonight. Not tomorrow. Tonight it's going to happen. Tonight. We got the lamb in us. Tonight I do. Tonight I got the blood over my heart. Tonight. And tonight, all the gates of hell are going to back down from my life. Take all this gold. Take all this, this, this wealth. But please just get out. You know, they, you know the story. They leave. Israel leaves. All the old people, all the babies, everybody's in good shape. Not, now think about it. There was almost 3 million Jews in there. And ever, there wasn't, out of 3 million Jews, there wasn't one feeble person among them. Don't you ever confess over yourself, well, I'm this number age, and so I'm getting more feeble. My God, tonight we're going to have a quickening. We're not feeble. There's not, there's not one feeble person that goes to this church, Brother TJ. Nobody. Nobody's feeble. Nobody's poor. Nobody's weak. Nobody's going to die. Nobody, nobody is, is, is the tail in this place, man. Huh? And all of us. And, and, and they, they start marching out. They get out to the wilderness, heading for the, you know, the, they're going toward the water because they're going the way God told them to go. They get out there and Pharaoh had, he, he had thought, man, his firstborn died. All these things are happening. I better get rid of these Israelites. That guy that came in and told me, God told me to let him go. Maybe I should have listened to him. He lets them go, gives them all the money. They all start walking out. They get, a, they get about halfway to that water, and, they, and the Bible says, and Pharaoh changed his mind. And the Bible says Pharaoh got his army together and said, I changed my mind. I was a bad thought, a weak moment. I shouldn't have let those Israelites go. Now, they, look at them. They, we got all this weaponry, all the power, all the army, the authority, bows, arrows, chariots, all the things. Go get those, go get, round them up. Get those three million people back here. Huh? They start coming out there and, and, and they got close and they, God, he, he helps the Israelites out, puts a cloud between, the, you know, cloud of dust between Pharaoh and the, where the Israelites were. They're excited about that. They get up to the water and they can't get across. But thank God, Moses had the rod of authority. And he took, you know, whew, just having that rod of authority wasn't enough. Listen to me. You better take the rod of the authority that God gave you like God told Moses to. 
And he said, stretch, your, stretch that rod out over that water. And when he did, the waters parted. And the children of Israel walked across on dry ground. I don't know how long it took three million of them to get across. Well, there was no feeble. Maybe they all started running. Hallelujah. They get across. The last Israelite gets out on the one side. And Pharaoh's army starts getting in on the other side. Listen to me. Pharaoh, the devil, was stupid enough to think that his army was going to be able to use God's miracle parting the sea and catch the Israelites. I want you to know I, I say this about the devil a lot, but he, he, didn't, he didn't get very many when they were passing brains out. You get thrown out of heaven, brother, you got, you're in bad shape. And Pharaoh was listening to the devil and thinks he's going to use God's miracle splitting that sea and get his, get his army across, catch the Israelites and take them back. God waited till that entire army was down in that river bank and got down in that, where, that dry place where God parted those waters and then God said, I think I'll stop that right now. And the waters came back on themselves. And the Bible says that the entire army of the Egyptians was drowned. It was all because one man did what Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, and in there said, let them have dominion. Let them take authority. Take charge of your life. Take charge of your future. Take charge of the devil that's trying to harass you. Take charge of him. Leave me alone. I am the head, not the tail. I've been raised up together with Christ. And I sit together in heavenly places for the glory of God. How many are ready to stretch your rod of authority out tonight? Let's all jump up. Come on, praise team. Hallelujah. I might have to write Sarah notes tonight, but I... <laughs> Lord, I thank you tonight for your word. Tonight we stretch our rod out. Do it. Everybody just do it, right? Take one hand. This, we're like Moses stretching it out over your life. See, I can't stretch my rod out and cause Jerry to do anything. Jerry's got to have his own rod. That's your authority. You got to make up your mind, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm not staying at this level. I'm not going to do it. I'm going higher. I'm going farther. I'm, I'm changing my life, and I have authority to do it. I put the rod of authority over my life. And in the name of Jesus, 
I command by His name. Everything in my life is changing. Everything in my life is bowing its knee to become what God said it was supposed to be. And I thank you for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I believe tonight you're going to wake up out of a sound sleep. And when you wake up, your hand will be up like this with your rod of authority. I'm going to do what God told me to do. Isn't that a good truth? We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot com.